Hey y'all, it's your girl Keith of Kentucky and you're tuned into this episode of So There's That Podcast. I appreciate you for clicking the link, pressing play, sharing with friends. I appreciate your support and I just want to say that first and foremost because I've been out here playing with y'all emotions and I'm going to take full accountability for uh, the lies, <laughs> for me saying I'm going to be here bi-weekly and I haven't been, um, but I do appreciate you for just coming back when you see an episode drops, when you see something's out there, you click play. And that's 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 all I can ask because I'll be asking for a lot at this point and I'll be lying to y'all. So, so I just want to make sure y'all know that I care about your listenership and I do appreciate you guys supporting my podcast. So I do want to throw that out there. But not for nothing, your girl did finally complete her bachelor's degree in applied behavior science. I'm going to give y'all time to clap if y'all want to. Y'all can snap if y'all want to. Whatever y'all want to do, just lift me up. Your girl's doing it big. Um, I'm very excited for whatever this may bring. I do still have six more years in the military, so I'm not necessarily going to be putting this into use, um, but I'm definitely going to use this time to build on it, um, experience with some some things within that field, because that is one of the things that I am passionate about is helping others and, and finding out how that we can you know, strengthen our mental health or deal with other people that have behavior issues and things of that nature that really... Um, was very interesting to me and something that I wanted to pursue. So that's what I ended up doing. Um, it's been a long road, y'all. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. It was 13 years. I started my journey at Western Kentucky University. Shout out to everybody that I started off with, everybody that came from Seneca High. And we all went in and I kind of like dropped out that first year and then joined the military. Uh, but I have so many friends that I've made from that. And then I spent most of my time in the military kind of going back and forth or that I let someone punch me in my side and then I stopped um, because I couldn't take it or whatever. I was letting a lot of excuses keep me from already being done with it. And that's why it has spanned over 13 years. But now your girl is done. I finally, some point last year, I was talking to my husband. I was talking to some of my friends um, and they were just like, girl, you have, at that point I had like nine credits left. I'm telling you, this is this has not been a game. I've been in and out of school literally for 13 years. And I was like, girl, if you don't stop playing and just finish this fucking degree. And I was just like, you're right. <laughs> you are absolutely right. So that's exactly what I did. So I ended up finishing. I had to go back and do English. I had to do intro to lit. I had to do some behavior classes and all that stuff. So I'm really looking forward to what this may bring and then also you know while i'm still here in the military getting the, all this free opportunity and whatnot i'm definitely probably gonna go back and maybe like two years get my master's uh, and we'll see where that takes us uh, i'm planning too far into the future right now but I'll, one step at a time that is a uh long-term plan is to right before i retire is to go ahead and get my master's degree that way i'm set once I retire, I don't have to do too much in, unless I want to do it. And and that's exactly what I want my retirement time to be is for me to explore all those things that possibly would have helped me back if I had to worry about working. You know what I'm saying? So I'm really working towards when I'm like 37, 38 and I can do what the fuck I want because I put in the time and I put in the effort. And that's what I really want. If there's anybody here in the military specifically, if you're in there and if this is something that you're passionate about, um, 
use your resources to your best, like use them. Like your opportunities are right there. There's so many things and programs that you can look into that build a better resume for when you get out because this is not, this life, not for everybody. (laughs) Let me tell you something. There are days where I struggle with why am I here? Um, there's sometimes that it takes a very big toll on my physical, on my mental. So it, uh, military life in general, I always big up people that are able to surpass 20 years and keep going for the love of the game. But this is not my fight. <laughs> like that 20 years is enough for me. That's like a big chunk of my life that I've dedicated to serving. And, um, I'm good. Like when people are like, Oh yeah, you go past 20. I was like, no, the fuck I want. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. You've already taken all you've gotten from me. Uh, so that's why I tell y'all take your opportunities. And when you see these programs and these things that you can get into these volunteer networks, these different types of groups and situations, join those things, gain your camaraderie, get your networking in, do all that because guess what? They're going to take it from you. They're going to take your time. They're going to take your time away from your family, your hobbies, the things you like to do, your travel time, because you are at that point, you know, obligated to, to whatever the, the mission is at that point, they're going to take your make the your needs do what you need to do and take what you need to take so that when you get done whether that be four years 10 years 20 years you can say you know i fulfilled my purpose here but i also took 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 from these motherfuckers go to medical work on your mental health do these things that are provided to you for free and fuck and i'm saying this wholeheartedly if you have leadership that's trying to keep you from going to medical if you have leadership that's trying to keep you from going to see about your mental health i need you dm me and i let you know what you need to do but fuck that no one is supposed to uh, obstruct your ability to go to those places so i want you a uh, male or female to take care of yourself um because like i said it's gonna be taken from you baby like the, the mission's going to keep revolving and turning and turning and turning um and that has nothing to do with you you're not that important like that (laughs) so do what you need to do look for those things that are offered that that will make you an individual the person who you are the woman you are the man you are a better person that's it that's my tangent i just wanted to tell you that i am a college graduate something about that sounds so bougie but it is what it is. So enough about me. Again, thank you so much for your patience and your support and, you know, nudging me in IG DMs and nudging me in Facebook DMs and saying, hey, y'all, keep the, uh, so I was wondering when you was going to do another episode and I, I have be having nothing to say to y'all, but I do, let's be fair here. There wasn't too much shit popping in the streets for me to talk about. It's a lot. I'm getting to that age where damn nigga am I old for real like I feel old because there'd be a lot of people like on the shade room and the neighborhood talking these are the blocks that I follow by the way so if you ever want to be you have your ear to the street here's the blocks that I follow so you can follow them as well Hollywood Unlocked the neighborhood talk shade room my new fave is Ken Barbie I think it's the Ken Barbie I don't want to jack that up but you probably it will probably lead you there if you just type in that just there excuse me so who else do I follow that I get my I get my information from there are a few that I like to follow but I know that they're not 
they're not that reliable when it comes to information. Obviously, TMZ, that's old school, and uh, the Jasmine brand. There's so many different ones out there, but if you care and you're meddling on these celebrities, like I like to meddle, then these are some of the places that you guys can check on Instagram. I can't believe now at this point we're at this this era of Instagram blogging. And we've already been in this era for about five or six years. But I remember, and shout out to my good friend Gia, I would go to work. Thank God government computers would allow me to go on their websites. But I remember the Nicole Bitchies, Miss Gia, there was media takeout, but you, the media takeout was basically, basically like National Enquirer. And then there was like one more boss up. There were actual websites that you went to to get your celebrity gossip. And this these were more tailored to black entertainers. And I can't believe this is where we ended up, <laughs> where you go to Instagram and this is where you get your news. Um, it's crazy. Like I just, I had a moment just now that I had to express that. But shout out to my girls, Nicole Bitchy and Miss Gia, like the OGs of passing word within the black community. Like that was my spot every day. I needed to get the tea. And since then, both of them have retired from doing that and are living their own personal great lives. And I, but they were the moment, they were the start, they were the icons of this shit. So I just want to make that clear first and foremost. Um, What's going on right now? So we have a lot of music that has dropped. Y'all know how I feel about Jermaine Cole. <laughs> I feel all the feelings when it comes to Jermaine Cole. And I'm so proud of him. I really feel like he's on the way to retiring here soon. So I'm just going to enjoy him. I've only gotten to listen to some of his albums. Like, by the way, he dropped an album called The Off Season. I've only gotten a chance to listen to a few tracks on there. There are a few that have st stuck out in my mind. I'm pretty sure... Uh, let me find it. Mm -mm. I should have had this up already, but y'all all right. The off season. And I feel like so far punching the clock. Uh, the climb back. And the last track, Hunger on Hillside. Those are my standout tracks so far. Now, mind you, I've only gotten to listen to those a few times. Um, and I've played them back. Anyways, what I could say for my first listen is that we're very much on a theme here. We had the warm up. We had actually, I take that back. We had to come up the warm up Friday Night Lights. We got the debut, which was Sideline Story. Then we got um, we got KLD in the midst of that. But now we have the off season, so I feel much. This is very much a thematic type of thing, and so it does follow a lot of the same themes that he has touched on in his previous work, but with a different spin with new breath. I appreciate J. Cole so much. I appreciate the bars. I appreciate even him trying to keep up with new artists. There are certain things that he is doing with his music that's not quite J. Cole, but he's not doing it in a way that is aggy and that he was trying to ride a wave. It's just so much to let y'all niggas know that he still got it. He still got it and he do and he will. And I think that he has probably like two more projects in him before he lets it go. This shit is not that serious to him, but he knows he's got it and he could do that. Um, so I'm going to enjoy him while he's here. Not quite sure if there's going to be a tour or anything that comes of this, but I really do hope so. I'm going to keep in my heart of all hearts that I will see a tour from J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, Kendrick Lamar and Big Crit. Like it's my trifecta. Those three artists could have every single coin that is in my um, 
I'm not in my bank account. I don't know if I give up. I will give them a lot of coin. I'll say that. I will. I, I am so looking forward to seeing something like that happen in the future. Crit has released some stuff previously. Kendrick Lamar has been on this crazy long hiatus. I'm not sure if he's just living life or he's going through things or if hell, he just wants a break. I don't know. I'm looking forward to hearing back from him as well. It's been a very long time since we gotten any music from Kendrick. So I am looking forward to that. And hopefully maybe the release of J. Cole um, lights a fire under some of these people that we've been yearning for so they can come out and just give us a little something to stream. So it'll just calm us down anyways. And speaking of calming people down, hey, Barb's, how y'all doing? Y'all good? Y'all straight? Y'all fine? I'm not even hating on y'all today. Listen, I'm going to um, use this opportunity to give Nicki Minaj her flowers. But y'all know y'all don't like when people give her flowers. Y'all don't like when people hate on her. Y'all don't like shit. I don't know what y'all want out of people who is not proclaimed fans of Nicki Minaj or Stans or Barb's because it feel like we can't do shit right. Like Koi LeRae had released something saying that I'm not a rapper. I am an artist. I don't want to be in this rap competition shit. Um, because Nicki Minaj had re-released Beam Me Up Scotty, which is one of her mixtapes. And in addition with that mixtape, she also gave us a few new singles on there. Well, Koi LeRae, which is, I don't know what she is, child. I don't listen to that. This is one of the moments where I say I'm too old and I don't know. Like, I don't follow her like that. You call me Big Purr, come make this Big Purr. That is not my type of music. That's not what I'm trying to listen to. But she do what she do for the kids. And maybe she do what she do for TikTok. But I think Nicki Minaj was throwing some shade in one of her bars or whatever. And y'all know, like, she can, can't nobody say nothing because it automatically gets aligned with Nicki Minaj or whether or not they like Nicki Minaj or if that's shade towards Nicki Minaj. I just want the barbs to chill the fuck out and let us enjoy things. Like, I enjoyed that she was able to come out and say, hey, y'all. The mixtapes out there, I gave y'all a few extra things to do with that. And let's not make it a thing like that. Just like, let, let, can we listen to the music? That's it. And I enjoy Nicki Minaj music, but I hate when y'all do that. I something about the barbs. Y'all make me not want to listen to her shit. Cause y'all do too much when people have an opinion. It's like everybody was in the comments talking about, well, who told you you was a rapper? Oh, good, stay in your lane. Like y'all do too much in these comments. That's why I have time. I used to be very big on commenting in some of these blogs, but now I just, I kind of, every once in a while, I, you know, I'll say something, but for the most part, I keep my words to myself. Cause y'all do too much on the social media. It's, it's, and these folks, Nicki Minaj don't know y'all. She do not know y'all like that. She she do not know y'all. She called y'all fiends. <laughs> now I fuck with fractions. Do not get me wrong. There is a track that she released on Beam Me Up Scotty entitled Fractions. The shit goes hard. This is me giving Nicki Minaj her flowers. This is what the fuck we've been asking from Nicki Minaj. Totally appreciated it from start to finish. She was talking her shit. I can't be mad. I am not mad at it like but at one point in the song she said she had to come back and give her fiend something i was like god damn it's hard out here being a barb because she will definitely shade y'all in a rap as well she called y'all fiends and y'all been acting like fiends and this is what i want y'all to do though like really barbs listen up it's your time to shine baby i told my friend this too when she drop her shit When she gets some new heat, run that shit up. Please, for the love of God, I want y'all to do it. 
I want y'all to take care of Miss Nicki Minaj, run that shit up so she can get some Billboard Awards, run that shit up so the Grammy staff will acknowledge your queen. I really want it because here's what I want to stop happening. I want every time somebody want to talk about Meg or every time somebody want to talk about Cardi or Doja Cat. And I'm talking about those top three because they have been the ones that have been maintaining popularity and success um, within the last year or so. I'm talking about them them three in particular. Um, So when other people post, y'all don't got to be in the comments talking negatively about them or saying, oh, I'm so bored. Where the queen at? Blah, blah, blah. The board, the girls are so boring. Like, I want y'all to run it up for Nikki so y'all can stop doing that to other people. Uh, and if there can be more than one or whatever the fuck argument y'all been trying to say, if there could be more than one queen, let let these other artists do them. Don't nobody, I, I think outside of Cardi, which she did have an issue with her, she was the only person that really got at Nicki Minaj like that. Like, I don't think, I don't think there's any beef with Megan and her. Like y'all create these scenarios in your head and I don't get it. I think it's more so too, because Meg collabed with Cardi and y'all mad about that. And y'all feel like that's an alliance type shit. And y'all so dumb. This is not the fucking challenge. This is not Big Brother. This is fucking rap. This is music. There's no need for all of that. Like chill out. I want y'all to just enjoy the music that people put out. Um. There are people that are very much purists, as my friend like to call them, that that do enjoy specifically listening to rap from people who write their rhymes, who have put a lot of effort into what they release, but more so the people who pin their own shit. Like there are people out there and I can respect that, but there are also artists out there just trying to make motherfuckers shake their ass in the midst of a pandemic. People just want to feel good. We ain't been outside. We ain't been in clubs. Like there's, that's some kind of feel good music. You got to give people credit for doing that too. Everybody's not going to be in a Nicki Minaj lane. And everybody's not trying to be in a Nicki Minaj lane. As matter as a matter of fact, don't it only make sense for Nicki Minaj to be in her own lane? Let people have their own fucking lane. <laughs> don't that make sense to y'all? Like, can't nobody do Nicki Minaj like Nicki Minaj do Nicki Minaj? How about that? Same thing with Meg. But y'all take that when Meg says, can't nobody do Meg the way I do Meg. Y'all take that as shade. No, let motherfuckers stand in their own shit and whatever they, they talent is, let them have that. You can't have your talent and somebody else's talent. Just chill out on that shit. Enjoy the project. Beat me up, Scotty is out. Stream that shit. Barb, do your shit. I don't hear nothing else. Now, if your, your queen fail to make it, that's on you. Because that's all y'all been doing. Oh, my God. I'm so fucking bored. Because even as a non-barb, I done gave her a few slew spins. Now, if you only been talking shit and you ain't playing the record, then that's on you, baby. That don't take nothing away from Nicki Minaj, but that's that's how y'all... That's how y'all do in the comments. Anyways, this got too long about Nicki Minaj. We're trying to make this episode short. But y'all know I get very, y'all know I secretly love Nicki Minaj. I really do want want what's best for Nicki to a certain degree. Um, but y'all make it very hard. Y'all make it super hard to to like her as fans, as like super fans. I don't I don't like that shit. Um, moving on, moving on. You had a good Mother's Day. I hope y'all did. I I feel like we are a week away from that, but that's fine. I do still have to acknowledge y'all. Y'all doing a great job. You're doing great, sweetie. Um, 
somebody said, oh, I had posted this note before she had her live in the drop for Nicki Minaj, but it looks like maybe her, her and Rihanna might do something. But now that we know that Beam Me Up Scotty dropped, like maybe that's just a coincidence. For some odd reason, they refollowed each other on Instagram. But you know how girls is weird. We fucking weird. We be in following like somebody. Like somebody just dropped off the face of the earth to me and I was like, oh shit, that's crazy. Like, I guess we'll go. <laughs> I was like, we'll <laughs> come back around, but I don't know what's going on. Girls are weird. We be fucking weird with each other. And I'm going to let it live because I still love them regardless. And it is what it is. Um, moving on, what else? Um, very shortly, Xscape and SWV did a versus. I'm going to tell you why I think that SWV won. Okay. SWV won because there was a certain part in the, in the verses where I believe her name is Tamika Scott, Latasha's sister, the ones who can really, really sing in the group, handed the microphone to Coco and Coco um, basically sung down, okay? Like, and I don't think there was a possible way for that to happen in reverse. There is no way someone from SWV was going to give the mic to any of the five members of Escape and them um, perform at the rate that Coco did when she took it. Now, some people want to say that Coco is SWV and that's fine. That's fine. But I, I believe the other two, Lily and Taj be singing down too. And Taj had that, um, she had that bridge on Use Your Heart Unmatched, underrated bridge of the 90s stop playing with swv like this and to i want to say everybody in escape can sing i don't really like saying that candy can't sing because there's something super unique about her voice that is needed on the songs in escape and i could see replacing that voice with something else so there's something super neat it's just like t-buys and TLC to me. Like T Boz necessarily cannot sing, but she does things with her voice that I truly appreciate. And that were like that tone that she had was such a staple in the 90s for me. And that's the reason why they were so successful. So, but anyways, and there was a second part that made me feel like SWV won. And this was because it was Escape's fault. Because why the fuck y'all bring so many friends and families in there? Like, was VH1 up in there too? Was we doing the friend and family hustle? The fuck was going on? Like, and why was they so rude? There was a part in the verses where Escape's song had got cut short. And so SWV was going to go. But really, what y'all was supposed to be doing is snippets of the goddamn song. Escape was singing the whole goddamn song whole time and SWV was only doing like they little one one minute a minute and a half you know thing but Escape was singing full songs well at one point I think it was trying to speed the show up um they cut the song off I think it was Am I Dreaming that they did they did a remake of Am I Dreaming and they cut it off before Tiny got an opportunity to sing so they went to SWV they was getting prepared to sing but then the family was in the audience like Nah, give them back, run it back, run it back. And it's a lot of them. It had to be at least, it sounded like 20 people because they didn't have anybody. It was just SWV and Escape. And then I think they were able to bring maybe one or two people. Um, but it seemed like Escape had like hella people in there. But they basically bullied SWV into letting S Escape go again. And that I wasn't feeling that. It didn't feel right to me. It, it made it feel ugly to me for some reason. So I didn't like that shit. So mm, I gave the win to SWV. Coco showed out. I mean, they had a 
the first half was very rough. It seemed like SWV was very uncomfortable. They didn't know how it was supposed to go. Mind you, Escape did like rehearsals and shit. Like <laughs> they did full on rehearsals. They were trying to have scripted conversations with each other. It was very obvious. Like we, un- we, Candy, like this is, it wasn't, it wasn't feeling organic on the escape side. I don't, I don't know what that was all about, but you could tell the SWV literally was like, y'all trying to do this versus? Yeah, I mean, I guess we could do what kind of shit else going on. And they sat on that couch together and that's the first time they saw each other in a while. Like you could tell that's what it was going on. So it was a lot with maybe getting comfortable and then two, like physical comfort. Like they was in heels, they was in the shit that they're not used to wearing. And um, they had to come out that second half with, you know, their hoodies on and their tinny runners. And then they was fine. It was good. And they gave us performance and they gave us some choreography. And I enjoyed it all together in its entirety. Um, but for, for me, for me, for me, SWV definitely brought that home. I appreciated that. It was very fun to look back on. And so it was a good time. It was a good little Mother's Day gift or situation. I'm not sure who the next verses is going to be. But me and my husband had had a conversation. We're really looking forward to a possible Usher and Chris Brown situation. I don't know if either one of them are going to bend. I think they feel like they're in different lanes. But they're pretty much, they're kind of in the same lane. And for that battle, I feel like Usher's definitely going to, he's going to fuck it up. <laughs> And in in the best way, don't get me wrong. I'm an Usher stand to the death of me. I don't know how long my love rose for Usher. Despite of, do you hear me? Like, despite of, I love Usher. There's nothing Usher can do that's, that's wrong to me. And I feel like even though Chris Brown has such a long uh, catalog of music, how much of that is actually timeless. So a lot of that shit was for the moment. I couldn't, there's a lot of stuff that he released on his last maybe three or four albums that I'm just like, okay, that was cute for the moment. It was a great single, but I'm not sure if that's something I'm gonna roll back at a at a family reunion 10 years from now or whatever. And Usher has those. He's very much going to be the base of whatever our old school shit is going to be. Usher's going to be in that number. So we'll see whatever the next verses is, is, is going to be. Um, also, before I get off of here and we go to the next segment, I want to say rest in peace to D, uh, DMX. He is someone we took a loss for. Um, and that was very sad. It came out of nowhere and I didn't understand what the fuck was going on. But I honestly do feel like he's at peace. So I, I'm okay with that to the extent. I feel like he lived this very troubled life that he was just trying to do the best with what whatever it was being given to him um and i'm not sure the exact reason why he died i feel like that's still like people are saying drug overdose some people are saying it was a covid shot i don't know but i feel like honestly i could say this wholeheartedly is that he's at peace now trouble life long trouble life and i just you know I'm just glad that there's some kind of peaceful element to this, even though we had to lose an icon in the midst of all that. But anyways, we're going to move to the next segment and we're going to talk very, I thought it was going to be a long conversation, but we're going to talk shortly (laughs) about this because a lot of my opinions have changed. So we'll be right back. Okay, y'all, so we are back. And I'm going to keep this segment short because initially, I, you, you know, I told you guys I recorded this episode two days ago. And, and in 48 hours, my point of view has changed so much. 
about this whole Porsche shit, but I'm gonna give y'all a back brief real quick and I'm trying to keep it as, as quick as possible. So we got season 13 of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Um, I already, I can't, as an audience and as a fan, I already came into this, like, how are they gonna do this? COVID is happening, the pandemic, like what, what are we even gonna get out of this? Because everybody's social distancing, dis am I gonna be able to say, this distinct? <laughs> I'm not cutting it out. I, social distancing, why did that hurt me so bad? <laughs> everybody is away from each other, six feet. And, <laughs> and with mask on and it's crazy. And then at that point last year, we did not know how COVID would truly affect us. And even if we're being honest with each other, we still don't know what the long-term effects of catching COVID is. There is people that I know that caught COVID and you know, I'm in the military, they're required to do runs and this shit is still hard for them after like months of recovery after having it. So we do not know. And so it was kind of a, kind of crazy to me that they did it, but I'm so glad they did not, like, obviously this is a um, a reality show, but we know there's a lot of stuff that production does to make sure that it plays out in a certain way. Like I've been watching, and that is the difference is that Grey's Anatomy is definitely like a scripted written show. Like I haven't looked at that for maybe the past two or three episodes because it was so deeply embedded in, the pandemic and COVID and all this shit. And I was like, I don't want that. I want my entertainment to entertain me. I do not want to think about the shit that stresses me on a day-to-day -day basis, which is COVID because we've been in the house, like up and looking at each other. I'm mad at you, you mad at me. Looking at these folks with masks on. I can't tell what's going on. I don't know what to touch, hand sanitizer on day. It was crazy. I didn't want that. So I did not know how we was going to go into this season of Real Housewives of Atlanta. I will say from a fan standpoint, I know we wanted more. Um, but I think we got a decent season. It wasn't the best, but I think the circumstances were, I think we can blame that on circumstances for the most part. So I'm going to give you a brief, what I believe was the storyline for each person. And then I'm going to introduce the two new castmates or one new castmate, one friend of the show. Candy, she has her steak and seafood situation. She still has dungeon tours. She still has bedroom candy. She is an entrepreneur. She's a businesswoman. We are not ever going to lose that from Candy Burris. She's also doing acting. She's in season two of The Shy. She's doing Lifetime movies. She's doing really great things. Raleigh is going to college. Riley is trying to get that money back from her uh, dad that never paid child support. That seems to be the vein of personal information that we get from Candy this season, honestly. Like, and, and being in between other people's shit or being thrown in other people's shit. Portia is coming off of the tails of a height of social media, and uh, not social media, social justice unrest. Um, uh, Dennis is around. They're trying to figure out where they want to go with their relationship, if they're still going to be engaged to be married. If they're not, we get a little bit of PJ. We get a little bit of Miss Diane. We get a little bit of her sister. And we get introduced to a new friend of the show, possibly, but in Fallon. Um, we don't know too much about her, except that she is married to a very, very rich man. We did not go into depth about that. There was a scene where Portia and friends go to her house with her husband and she hosts like this little shindig for them. But that's the bulk of Portia's stuff. 
and we'll get into the meat and potatoes here soon. Cynthia, wedding. She's head over heels about her husband or her soon-to-be husband. This wedding that's taking place during the pandemic. Folks is mad at her because she wants to have her wedding despite of. I'm not sure I have an opinion about that. Like, I feel like if she followed all safety protocols, then do you, girl. I do think she went in excess of how many people she actually invited. She says nobody caught COVID. So therefore, again, I don't really have an opinion about what was going on with Cynthia. But that is pretty much her her own personal storyline is her wedding situation. Who else? Kenya, again, with Kenya is trying to figure out what's going on with her marriage. Apparently, she's still married to Mark Daly. And we experienced him on last season and how their interaction was with each other. And I'll probably be the person that says it like this. Um, I think that if, I think that both Kenya and Mark, if they worked on each other, like not worked on each other, like worked on themselves, right? They could be perfect for each other. I think Mark kind of gives off from what I see as an audience member, very demanding, doesn't want to be in too much mess, um, really wants his wife to be in this submissive role in his life. And then you have Kenya who in a sense feels like she wants somebody to wear the pants in her relationship, but she also wants to wear the pants. She doesn't really quite know. And she doesn't have to have any roles either with that situation, but she kind of, uh, I get confused watching her of what she wants from Mark. Um, if she wants him to be the the, the um, dominant force and the money maker and the breadwinner but she also wants to maintain maybe she wants to do both of them and she sure can do that like i'm not taking that away from her um but i i, I think if they worked on themselves then they can work out their relationship with each other um Mark does have a coldness about him he can be an asshole but so can Kenya like i feel like Kenya exudes a lot of asshole fucking characteristics and <laughs> And so sometimes when you're looking at it from the standpoint, uh, standpoint of an audience, you're like, Kenya, you got exactly what the fuck you asked for. The way you treat people is fucking horrible sometimes. Maybe some people, Kenya Stans would say that she's misunderstood or Kenya Stans would say that she's edited terribly. But from what I see, like, and I don't even like dislike Kenya. I just hate that she's 50 years old doing the shit that she does. Like, I didn't want on a tangent when I'm only supposed to be giving the bottom line up front about what their storyline that is her storyline she's supposed to be getting divorced she has these one-on-ones with her attorney she has one-on-ones with these therapists and she's trying to find out how she moves forward we're introduced to latoya who is a friend of the show we know her from youtube i personally know her from having youtube beef with jerry levine if you know who jerry levine is that was hilarious there is no trace of that video beef anywhere on YouTube anymore. I'm very upset about it because screen recording was not a thing when they were going through it. But he had outed her on so much stuff. But she's a very, what I would say, controversial um, YouTuber, but she seems to make a lot of money out of it. And that's something that Drew Sedora, who is our new peach holder, did not understand is that, girl, you can make a lot, you can make a lot of money from YouTube. I actually wish that I would have just stuck to trying to better my craft on YouTube, but it feels like too much that goes into YouTube. Like, excuse me, for me to actually do like, I don't wanna, do I gotta look a certain way every time I get on YouTube in front of a camera? Like, I don't want to, to 
be dressing up. That's why I, I prefer I could be ugly right here and y'all won't even know it. Y'all won't even know it. But anyways, getting to the point, you make a lot of money from YouTube because there was one part in the fucking um, show that Drew was trying to throw shade at Latoya talking about, oh, she's a YouTuber. But girl, there is uh, there is money in YouTube. There's um, Funky Dineva has said it himself that there, there's a lot of YouTubers probably making more money than the housewives. Hmm. And that's the reason why Monique Samuels from Real, House, Real Housewives of Potomac is on YouTube almost full time, not full time, but she, I think she posts something just damn near every day because there is money to be made when you make the audience on YouTube. Don't shit on YouTube because it's, it's a lot of people who live solely from creating videos and, and having that audience. So Drew Sidor is an actress. She's been on Step Up. She's been on the, the TLC story from VH1 that was a oh, that was released like a few years ago she was on the game she was on that's so right and she's she's got a little bit under her belt she has a um a pretty decent you know uh, acting career i don't want to i don't want to shit on her because look <laughs> look i feel like i've seen her a lot coming up um some people don't want to say that but i feel like she got pretty good work in the time spent that she's been in the industry she is introduced with her husband for some odd reason, she decided to let us know she was having issues with her husband, that Ralph, her husband, went off to Tampa for three days, didn't let her know. And I wish she would not let her, let us know all that. I feel like that wasn't our business like that. I wish she would have kept it to herself because it only makes us uh, critique her marriage. Like whenever she wants to talk about her and her husband, the fans are going to bring that up. Like people that you've made enemies with, will always bring that up so hopefully she is thick-skinned and understands the business that now she's in as being a housewife that a lot of the things that you do and say will come back because these motherfuckers do not forget the past um that was shown in the reunion special so the big event of season 13 was the fact that Cynthia Bailey was getting married and the girls all wanted to do something very cool and special for her. And so they took her down to South Carolina. I'm going to be very quick about this because if you watched, you watched. If you didn't, then go back and watch it or at least watch that episode for, for the bachelorette party. So Candy and Kenya want to do this bachelorette party. Kenya hosts this trip down there and they end up bringing this stripper aboard the household and it gets crazy, apparently and allegedly, but I'm going to say this definitely happened. Um, sometime early in the wee hours, Portia ended up screwing the stripper. Portia is like 36, 37 years old, right? Uh, for this, this this didn't hit me hard like it hit Kenya and, and some of the other, and Marlo. Like, this was none of my concern. Like, I just, I didn't understand why Kenya woke up first thing in the morning and wanted to tell the camera that Portia was fucking around with the stripper. Like I just I couldn't make it make sense. Like, and I get it. Like, so I I watched Ken, um, Candy speak on it, and there was one that she just released post the reunion about the fact that when shit happens, you go and talk to your girlfriends about it. There is. I feel like the way that Candy did it is the way that you're supposed to do it. Like if she did and. It's a lot of layered shit that I can get into, but we're going to keep this quick. As far as Candy and their relationship, that dynamic with Portia. Sometimes I, I look at this situation, I feel like Candy sets Portia up. But listen, we're not going to go there. But anyways, Candy did it or did it in a way that girlfriends do. The only part is 
this trip wasn't all girlfriends. This trip was some girlfriends on the side, some girlfriends on the other side. And all together you have enemies and people who, you know what I'm saying? Like the dynamic of people, I don't know if I would go out there. And that's the reason why I'm mad at Portia on, on that front is that I was like, damn girl, like why would you go out there in front of Kenya, somebody who hates your guts and do something like this knowing that she is going to probably try to throw this in your face. And that's exactly what she did. Candy, on the other hand, got up thinking that she was telling one of Portia's friends, T, you know, lighthearted T, about some shit that she heard the night prior. And that's how you do. Like in my friend group, if I went to another girl in my friend group, my girl chat for right now, like let me say like, the group chat that I talk to these girls every day. If something happened and we went on a trip and I went to one of those ladies, I wouldn't figure that to be an issue because we wasn't, wasn't nobody within that group gonna take that back and try to slam that in somebody's face as if they're a slut or they should deserve to be shamed or they deserve to be ridiculed or ridiculed um, or, or made fun of or, you know, demeaned as a woman. I see it from Candy's standpoint. So when Marlo at the reunion tried to throw it out there that Candy had told her, it wasn't, I don't think she meant it, meant to tell Marlo in a way that was going to harm Portia. It was lighthearted tea and shit. But anyways, that's what happened. Pa Portia was fighting claims of sleeping with this stripper all season. Then we had some dumb ass beefs on the side about a fucking baby blessing. It was dumb. Coming to the end of this season, I found myself really rooting for Portia Williams. And this is, I say all this to say that. It was a long ass season of everybody pointing the finger at Portia because of what she decided to do with her vagina that night in South Carolina. So for me as a 33 year old woman, looking at a 36 year old woman, knowing that I have full responsibility for what I choose to do with my body. And if I wanna do those things with those with my body, looking at Portia, like you should be uh, able to do those same things. Now I'm a married woman, so I, I have different rules. You know what I'm saying? Portia on the other hand, is not at that point not a taken woman she is not married she's not dating anybody she's going through a situation with her um her child's father but she's really not committed to anything so i was pretty much on black twitter whole time exercising the shit out of my thumbs in effort to defend portia williams um, because I felt like there was no reason why she ever had to admit if she did, like if she held that information, if she omitted that information, none of that shit is anybody's business, including us, the audience. And then you have people on the internet that say, well, we all want to know because why wouldn't it be on the show or whatever? Like the thing is, is we know that that shit happened. Like what confirmation to the fuck? And then once we get the confirmation, what do we do with that? What do we do with that? Once we found out Portia screwed Bola, what do we, okay, like, do we, because you know what I would do? I'd be like, damn, was it good? <laughs> was it good? Like, what was y'all doing in there? Like, I want details. I want details that are not safe for TV or anything like that. Those are the things I want to know from Portia. It's not because I want to slut shamer. That's why I would want to know. I'm just like, girl, what y'all doing? What y'all doing in there like that? Y'all was loud. Damn, how was it? That's me. 
because I'm a messy friend and I just want to know details. I just, I want to know details in that manner, not to take that and throw it back in your face. But anyways, as, as a Portia fan, I was super defensive of her. I feel like she had did so much the year prior in 2020. She was really out here in these streets. I feel like she was putting her life on the line in effort for like the greater good of black people with her work with Black Lives Matter. I'm not going to try to discredit her for anything she done, She did. I feel in my heart that she did not do that for clout. I don't think she did that for uh, recognition or anything like that. I honestly feel like she maybe felt like she just needed to get out there and do something. And sometimes when you have so much influence and privilege in, in superstardom, there's some amount of superstardom that I feel like she does have. She has multiple bags at this point that you kind of owe it to your community to kind of step up in some way, in some manner. And so for somebody who didn't do too much in 2020, I'm not going to sit here. <laughs> I did as much as I could with what I had. I got on the mic and talked about things that you could resources and things that you can have. I, I, I did my best to be a social media justice person, but Portia was out here in these streets. And so I, I personally wasn't going to to try to shit on that or say that that was preconceived or uh, had anything to do with something else. No, I, I just refused to do that. Um, so somebody who looked at Portia was like, "Damn, she's doing all this shit. Damn, she's really coming to a, coming into herself as a woman. She's a mother. She's not letting this motherfucker stress her no more. Talking about Dennis, like she's really owning her sexuality." And she's really doing what Portia wants to do. We have watched season after season after season of Portia kind of like doing what other people want. And she was, if it wasn't Cordell, she was up under, she was under Nene. If she wasn't under Nene, she was under Phaedra. Then she was under Kenny. And this season, it just really felt like she did not need nobody else to be who the fuck she was. And so that was a transformation to me. So I found myself on black Twitter, just defending the shit out of Portia. And so this past weekend, Mother's Day, a picture surfaces. Now I shortly mentioned Fallon, Fallon and her husband, right? So these people were brought on the show as friends of Portia and Dennis. <sighs> there was a picture that was released on Mother's Day that had Portia in the middle of Dennis and this guy, Simon. Simon, who was Fallon's husband. Now, if you follow the blogs, you know that Fallon and Simon had filed for divorce, but we as the public found out last month in April. So we're looking at this picture and we are confusion because yes, we do see Dennis there, but why is Portia's hand why is Portia's hand on Simon's belly with a ring on it? And so she let that shit rock for like a full 24 hours. We didn't know. We scrambling. I'm texting my friend. We trying to make sense of this. He's a Kenya stand, So he like over here trying to validate Kenya. And I was like, no, 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 time out. This is not the time. I'm freaking out because again, like I said, I've been defending Portia all season. Oh my God, Portia done had the greatest come up in Real Housewives history. This is amazing. She's finally wearing her crown. She's doing it big. I, it, it, what, what compliments you could think to give Portia? I was giving that bride. I was out here defending Miss P. And then she go and do this. So the next day, that Monday, because the streets is hot, 
the block is hot right now. She realized she has to put out a statement. We get a picture with her and Simon G. I'm not going to slaughter his last name. And uh, pretty much said, oh my God, we've been together for a month and we in love and love wins. So me at this point, I'm like in, uh, mm, mm, not really knowing how to feel. <laughs> Within that text, that Portia pretty much said that, look, me and Fallon is not friends. Um, me and Simon started dating a month ago. We in love. He engaged to me or he proposed to me. We together. That's pretty much, that's, that's, that's a good roll up of what she put. Um, since then, she's been trolling the fuck out of us while we've been confused and led astray and not knowing where to go from here. I'm telling you, being a Porsche stand is very hard. Um, it was very hard to be a Porsche stand after the uh, railroad, underground railroad shit. She pulled and 265, what the fuck, girl, we've been defending you. Why would you do this? Because it's very hard. Like even... Um, she addressed the optics. The optics look horrible. It looks funky. It, looks, it does not look right. It does not look good. It, it All you make us want to do is try to do math. We want to like stop making us do all this work. And it's just so many fine men and maybe not in Atlanta, baby. I know it's hard in Atlanta, but so many, you got, you got PJ money. Come on, man. You could have went to damn somewhere else and got a man, an old rich, black or white man, Hispanic man. I don't care. But why did it ha- why did it have to be Simon? Why, Portia? Like, I'm just because where I'm at with it, there's nothing that I can say to make it make sense for Portia. I want to make it make sense for Portia because I I am a fan of her. And I want to see her do great things, but there's nothing I can say. There was a video that was released that tried to counter the fact that maybe Fallon had proposed to somebody else that turned out being old. Like there's nothing I can do. And very, I'm trying to think like very well, like y'all could find, fall in love in a month. I'm a Pisces. I ain't telling y'all shit. I've fallen in love for less probably. Like first off, take me and my husband, for example. We've been friends for a long time. Don't get me wrong. Like we have been friends for maybe two years, but we started dating. Maybe we dated for six months. He proposed. We literally got married that last, that next month. We've been together for eight years next, next month. I'm not doubting timelines on when you can fall in love. The timeline that has to be addressed is when the fuck did all this shit go down, girl? Like, I'm so mad. Cause you're making us have to look for receipts and make it make sense to be on Twitter. We got, <sighs> it don't make sense. It don't add up, Portia. It don't add up. Now he, she's saying that he filed for divorce in January. But we didn't know as an audience until last month. Simon went on live and he pretty much alleged that Fallon had cheated on him. Possible. I don't know. I don't know what's real and what's fake these days. All I know is apparently Portia with this old man, he got a pot belly. I don't want to imagine what goes on between them. It don't look good. I had just gotten to be like, I think it's because Dennis started growing like hair on his face. And I was like, well, he's not that ugly. <laughs> Dennis is ugly. He gives 
he gives um he gives like mm, he just I mean he got a lot of money and this Simon this Simon do got a lot of money like petroleum uh, money so am I mad at the at the um I'm mad at everything. I'm trying to really, I'm really out here trying to excuse Portia from her bullshit. And this is something she's just gonna have to deal with. Like, unfortunately, I here's what I want. Here's the way for for Portia. Get do not go on next season of Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I tell you why I don't want her to do this. I don't want a whole season about Portia Williams again. I don't. This past season was exhausting from like somebody who was on Portia's side. And I just, I want an opportunity to like Kenya. And I feel like if she's on the show, I will never like Kenya because there are lots of characteristics about Kenya that I like, but I fucking hate her. I just feel like she's a hater and she's hated uh, Portia from day one. Like she never gave Portia a uh, a chance. And I really was hoping that they had like really gotten their relationship back together last season, but that never just, it never even fucking happened. I hated it. And I don't, I don't want to, I don't want it this next season 14 to be directed around Portia. Cause that's exactly what's going to happen. I want Portia to resign for what's one season. You know what I'm saying? Bring in, I don't even want Fallon to go in because it's still going to rope portion to it. And they're going to be all trying to get tea. I can see the season play out before my eyes right now. Like, I hope they don't. Like, before this shit happened, I really wanted Fallon to come on. But I don't want her on. I don't want Portia on. I want to find new drama that does not surround um, Portia and Kenya. I, I, I'm just so tired of it. Like, I, I'm surprised they're not tired of it. But now Kenya has valid reason to come after her, even though it's none of her business. Like, anything that has happened with Portia, let's get this straight real quick. Anything that's happened with Portia, no matter how low down this is, Kenya got to shut, she just got to shut the fuck up. That's it. We didn't ask for you to do this. It wasn't your, it wasn't your dude. It wasn't Mark Daly she was fucking. So shut up. I get it, but y'all wasn't even never friends, so it don't even matter. You wouldn't gonna have nothing to say. She could have, she could have married Portia. Could have married damn, um, what's the damn damson Idris or some shit? Like she still would have some shit to say. I just threw out a random name because he's cute out in these streets. I know he's fine, but yeah. So that is the long and difficult journey of Portia Williams. I'm stressed. I please respect my my privacy as it pertains to Portia Williams. I don't know what to say. I don't want her. I don't want her to go on this next season though. That's that's what I know. Hey y'all, sorry I had to cut that last segment short. Um, my kid had just walked in from school, so y'all know how it is. But basically, um, I didn't. I don't want Portia on next season. I don't need no Portia drama for next season. Um, she was surrounded around this whole season, and I don't need nothing. I need some fresh, and that was pretty much the point that I was trying to convey. But that was pretty much the close of that whole thing and that wrap up. It's crazy. Not sure how I'm going to support her going forward. I hope more information comes out to make me feel better as a fan of hers. But outside that, totally nothing I could say to make this sound right. It looks horrible. And that's it. But this is the close of the show. (sighs) I felt so good doing another episode. And before I totally close this episode out, I do want to shout out one, the group chat. 
um, the group chat, um, and a lot of other friends, and hopefully they all know who they are, who have pushed me to keep my head up. First and foremost, there's been a lot of things that have derailed me or made me feel less than or whatever. And people just had to tell me to look at the fucking mirror and see myself and see what I provide to this world and um, just make me see who I am. And so I I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And I do have to say that because like I said in the beginning in a very lengthy statement is that that road, my whole journey um, starting even in the military has been a long road. And I just hope to see my do out and all the work that I've put forth, um, you know, come back to me in flowers. And if not, take that as a lesson and and just keep pushing forward and, and keep the big picture in the foresight. So I, I appreciate all the people who have lifted me up. You you guys know who you are. I love y'all so much and I appreciate y'all support. And from a small business standpoint and just somebody that I really look up to uh, is uh, my good internet friend, real friend for real, but the fact that I haven't met her yet, she's somebody I've met on the internet. The internet is such a crazy space. I have said this time and time again, there's so many people that I've known for like the past decade that have um, really lifted me up or made me laugh or communicated with me and we keep in touch with each other. And it's been like that. These internet friendship should not be a subcategory. These guys are real friends and people that I've made connections with. And I'm very appreciative for that. Even some people in my group chat, never met them before, but they have been a constant stay in my life and encouraged me and uplifted me and inspired me. And somebody that I just want to bring to the spotlight today is going to be Pamela Renee. Pamela Renee is somebody that I believe I met by way of Gia, who I believe she might've shared something on her page. And then that's how we kind of end up connecting. Uh, Pam is a social media content creator who, you know, does work for other people and is kind of stepping out on her own. She gives like gems, tips, and and things to kind of broaden your horizon as far as whatever you are trying to sell or if you're an influencer on social media. So she does all that for free, but now she is offering different types of classes and one-on-one sessions to help you build your brand and your social media presence. And that's something that I'm kind of looking into. I haven't really jumped in there. Y'all know I was talking about being scared at the beginning of this episode. So I'm gonna, I, I just need to, what I need to do before I actually go into this shit is make sure that I have the time to do it. And I don't want to waste nobody's time. So that's more my issue than being scared about doing it because I feel like I I got it, but you know, I don't want to waste nobody's time, especially when they're giving me all these tools to keep in my toolbox. I don't want to waste that person's time. So I want to go into this knowing that I am prepared to, to do the work so that their work does not go in vain, if that makes sense. So Pam has been doing a lot of that stuff for free, um, just on her own page. And now she is offering up some other services as well. In addition, she has, and let me just, I'm wearing this today. She has this um, small business clothing line, kind of more in the athleisure 
um, lane. Um, and it's called no pressure. Now, if you follow me on social media in particular, my IG, I talk about this line all the time. It is something that I really, I feel comfortable with. I know that when I'm spending money with her, I'm going to get my money's worth when I do. She's a small black business. She is a woman in black and, and, and doing this as a black woman. So I'm going to support her. And not only that, everything is coming with quality okay everything looks fly everything's on trend and it's just very comfortable so right now i'm wearing like a black t-shirt some basketball shorts that she has she has socks she has dad caps she has different camo blouses and things that you could wear it's just really nice and i want you guys to go check it out her instagram page for no pressure is actually um no pressure.co on instagram and that will take you to a link to her shop um she i don't know if we messed it up for y'all i want y'all to check it out because we might have sold her out um but she's a hard worker and i know that she's going to build and expand on that or i'm hoping because you know i'm gonna be in your inbox trying to find out what's next with no pressure i'm very much into it um when she first started releasing it it was more so t-shirts hoodies and things of that nature but now she's totally expanding and creating more things with her brand on it and it looks very good and like i said i'm not bullshitting i was not paid to do this um, and I always advertise it on my own personal page because that's how much I am in love with her brand. I went out and had a uh, shop function today and I was wearing everything. <laughs> I had the cap on, I had the t-shirt on and um, the shorts on. And there was a few people that were asking me like, where'd you get that from? And I was like, yeah, I got it from no pressure. So hopefully you get some more customers. And that's all I want to see is her build up and whatever her plan is for it. I'm not sure if this is long-term, short-term or um, a supplement to income. I don't know what it is, girl, but I love it. And as long as you release new things, I will be here to support it. You have such a loving spirit. And after she did her latest drop, she did a live soon after that um, because she was experiencing the love that she got and you deserve it. And you've put in the work and you're a mom and you're just out here just killing it. And I'm so proud of you. And so before I close out the episode, I just wanted to make sure I send you your flowers um, from me to you and also try to get you a few more customers because I really support it. I don't want no pressure to go nowhere. So I'm here for you and whatever you need, girl, you already know you, we've DM'd and spoke before and I support you. And whenever I post an episode of, no, um, of my podcast, if I could depend on anybody to share or promote me, it is her, honestly. Uh, there's obviously a few other people who will share my work, um, but I, I can always depend on Pam to do that. So I do want to send you love. I want to send you congrats for such a big opening weekend for your brand and um, expanding on all the things that you want to do and doing it scared and doing it scared, Pam proud of you so that's pretty much all that i wanted to say thank you shout out to everybody also special shout out to my friend gloria who keeps nudging me this episode is dedicated to you baby um because she she's she's the one that makes sure i don't forget about the podcast she knows how much i care and want to be able to dedicate time to doing this and um she's like my right hand man when it comes to like influencing me to go ahead and jump on the mic like we waiting on you girl what you doing <laughs> so gloria thank you so much um so that's it that's the close of the show i appreciate you guys for opening your ears and listening to your girl having a conversation let's kiki let's continue to do this i have more time you girl's a college grad we are here doing a big thank you so much for the love and support so there's that y'all <laughs>